What is up, guys? Welcome to the show. This is the Disco Fort Podcast. You're listening to uh, at this time and for as long as I can. The idea with that is because I enjoy listening to podcasts. I know that you enjoy listening to podcasts, or you wouldn't be here. So I'm gonna try to keep that um, keep that in mind and respect your time as much as I can. Also, with that, I try to keep my episodes as clean and unedited as possible. But it doesn't mean I'm not gonna do any editing. I'm gonna try to cut out like dead space, and if I say um like 14 times, I'm gonna I'm just gonna get rid of that because this is wasting time. Also, I try to get to the information like the meat of my show pretty quickly, just because again I respect your time. Time is precious, and Ed was not doing ads on this. This is no income coming from this. So I've got other things like an actual job and stuff to take care of on the side. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram right now. I have a just go for it podcast, all one word. Uh, I check it pretty often. I do post usually about a new episode that drops or just different things to talk about. That's a pretty good way to get a hold of me. Um, So with all that being said, let's dive right into the show for today. Uh, This is going to be episode number four. I'm thinking about starting a series. Um, calling it and telling it the uh, keep moving forward or moving forward. I'm not sure what I'm going to run with. And just because it's like one of the biggest things going on in our country and in America, we're going to talk about the election. Just to clarify, this is not a political show. I don't want to get into politics because it's too easy to turn into a debate and everyone argues and everyone's unhappy. And if you enjoy politics, cool. You know, I'm sure there's a show out there for you, but I'm just going to talk about it just because it's what's going on right now in the world, and it's kind of hard to get away from it. Um, overall, the numbers are slightly swinging towards Biden. It looks like it's 50.5% Biden and 47.9% Trump. Um, we're still waiting for some states to come in and with their official counts, which is odd considering at the time of this recording, which is Thursday night, and the election was actually Tuesday, they're seeming to have some hiccups. Uh, I guess there's reports of armed militias here and there and ballots being absentee ballots coming in late and things getting counted and things not getting counted. So regardless, um, I think, like I said, this isn't a political show, so I don't want to go too deep into that. I just want to touch on it because it's happening. The election's still going on. We still don't know who the president is going to be. It's favoring Biden, but we'll see. Uh, what I do want to talk about in that topic is, though, Currently in America, in this country, we are all Americans and we're in this, you know, one way or another through and through together. And it's hard to say, you know, definitively that the country is pro-Biden or the country is pro-Trump. Because at the time, it is almost literally 50-50. So 50% of the country likes Biden, 50% of the country likes Trump. So excluding half of the entire country is just ridiculous. The election uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is going, and it is really close. It looks like there's four states left. What we need to do moving forward is understand that, first and foremost, we're all Americans. We all live in America, and we all want the best thing for America that benefits everyone. So I just don't want everyone to lose sight of that. Um, and try to come together throughout this time, whatever happens, um, whether you voted for Biden or Trump, you know, you're still an American. And American and America comes first in supporting the country, which I think is still a pretty great country. Otherwise, I wouldn't live here. And if I didn't like it, I would leave because that makes sense. 
So, all right, that's the election. That's my politics. And moving on because I don't like politics. The only thing I know about politics and politicians is that they're all going to lie to get what they want and try to benefit themselves. And it's all about money and that you kind of can't trust them. And if you can trust them, they're a good person and then they shouldn't be a politician. That's my take. I hate politics. What I wanted to talk about as far as the standard episode is what are the merits of a successful person? You know, what are the attributes and the attitudes that the standard successful person has? And it looks like there's a lot of different traits. A lot of them have, you know, a high positivity level. They've got high outlooks on things and they're always forward thinking. So you can usually tell how someone thinks about themselves and thinks about their future with the way they speak. If a lot of it is they're using the context and about the here and the now, then they're not usually thinking about the tomorrow and the next month and the five-year plan. If someone's got a five or 10-year plan, and a solid five and 10 plan, not like some far-off dream or like, oh, that's a goal. If I get there, awesome. But they've got a laid out, detailed, like, I'm going to take this step. I might work at this job and this leads into this promotion. This sets me up for this career here. Typically, and now it's not the rule of thumb, but typically that person's going to do pretty well as far as moving forward and progressing in their life. Someone with a, a solid plan and is forward thinking and moves you know, along that plan towards their goal, typically going to be a more successful person. Also, their perception. Their perception of them relating to their life uh, and their business goals actually has a huge effect on health, both mental health and physical health. In a study done from, I got to find it again, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, it was reported that a healthy perception can actually help impact the recovery of, in this article, it was spinal cord injuries. Also, in another article, but I think it was the same journal, or it was, ooh, Stanford. There we go. Stanford Business. Your perception of yourself in relation to your, your standard, like, health, like, if you perceived yourself to be healthy and active, and as it did mention that you actually had to be active, you couldn't be, like, a couch potato and think that you're active. Someone with a generally active lifestyle, you know, exercising and moving on a regular basis, who perceive themselves to be healthy and fit, actually were healthier and fitter than people who lived the same type of lifestyle, but didn't perceive that they were. So simply believing and seeing yourself in a certain way can actually affect the physiology of your body. It can make you healthier. It can make you respond and recover from injuries faster. Uh, so having that positive outlook on yourself just can keep you, you know, free of illness and free of injury compared to someone who, and I even mentioned in a similar lifestyle, could be more prone to chronic illness. And that's a huge thing, just thinking and believing, okay, you know, I'm, I'm an average healthy person. Bam. The connection between our brain, how we see ourselves, our body functions it's, it's a real documented phenomenon where we understand that if you have a negative outlook and a negative perception of yourself, it can negatively affect, affect, affect your health. So it's a pretty big deal to have that positive outlook along with forward thinking, just like I mentioned previously about successful people who you can kind of see it right away, that they're going to be successful and they're going to move forward. Um, something, another trait of successful persons and people is their focus. Uh, it's, it's pretty clear 
And we see it all over the place. It's all over social media. It's all over Facebook and Instagram. Everyone's talking about the grind, you know, working 24-7, working 25 hours in a day, and you got to work 14 days in a week. And just, just work, 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 and, you know, no sleep, no eat, always grinding. I think that is as counterintuitive to actually go in places because that's not sustainable. That's basic. I mean, you can work long days, but at some point you're going to hit that cap and you're going to break down. Now that cap is different for everyone because everyone needs different amounts of sleep and rest and food and balance. I, I think that just being busy is actually negative. I think that you should be focused with your time because as I mentioned in one of my earlier podcasts, um, time is that, all valuable, precious, most precious commodity that exists because there is no more time that you have than now. You're never going to get any more time. And then once you spend the time you have, you can never get that time back. So what I think you should do is with the time you have, be as focused and dedicated to whatever you're working currently, 100%, give it 100% of your effort to that project or that thing at a time multitasking i think multitasking is a double-edged sword if you can do it well and what i mean by doing multitasking well is actually you're never actually fully multitasking you can switch between tasks very quickly so if you got two or three things going on trying to do two or three things at the same time you're going to do them poorly you'll do all two or three poorly but if you have your two or three projects in front of you you can select one 100% focus, make progress. And as the priority changes between your three items, you switch to the next one, 100% focus. So it might appear that you're, quote unquote, multitasking. But what you're actually doing is you're taking your focus and shifting it from one item to the next item and to the next item fluently back and forth. I think that mental fluidity uh, and being able to change your direction and where you're going is really, really important. But in that, Each item that you change to, you have to be 100% dialed in, no distractions, focused to take advantage of that time you have and that time you're dedicating to whatever that given project is. Completely focused in it. Move to the next project. If you can, completely focus on that project and finish it. It's done. Check mark. That in itself is actually relieving um, thing to complete a task and to finish it okay this one's done moving on the next one that sense of completion is actually a huge driver for a lot of people i know for me personally when i get a chance to finish something and check it off my list and it's done it's like oh awesome okay this is done next thing on my list done if i've got a list of let's just say five things to do today and i know that each thing is mildly mentally challenging but a couple of them are a little easier well, depending on a priority, I'm going to knock out those easy ones first, quick as I can, with, with complete focus. Instead of dawdling back and forth and trying to multitask on all five things for the day and maybe get all five done, maybe get them done poorly. But if I can dedicate time, knock one out, move to the next, finish it, move to the next, finish it. And I finish all of my daily tasks by like noon. My, I, my day's done at noon. I've done at noon and I've got the rest of the day to have that balance, to spend the time with my wife, to spend the time with my kids, and to kind of spend that time on me internally and have quote-unquote downtime. I mean, 
I guess having downtime is also kind of a double-edged sword. You want to have too much, you get stagnant, you get kind of lazy. I think another thing I just thought about, it's not in my notes, but I'm going to run with it. If you've completed your day, you, you call it a win. That's a win for the day for you. So that's another topic. Um, I Just some quick real things here. I looked up. So Elon Musk, everyone knows who Elon Musk is. He's like the CEO, the founder of Tesla, SpaceX. I think he did um, PayPal. So he's on the higher end. He did an article or not an article, he did a, an interview um, with CBS and a couple other places, and it was noted that typical, now a current typical work week for this phenomenal CEO is landing around 80 to 90 hours a week. That's, that's an absurd work week. Let's be real here. That is a lot of time in a work. However, for Elon Musk, this is a very sustainable, comfortable level for him. If that's what works for him, cool. He did report that he had I'd, there's been times where he had worked much more, upwards of 120 hours a week. Now, I don't understand how you would function at 120 hours a week and have like a normal life. You know, ironically, he said he didn't have a normal life. That was far too much. But back in the 80s and 90s, he says he still has time to work with his family. It, it's, it gets a little hectic, but he tries to mix work and family. And I think what that means is if there's a business trip that he has going on, he says that he'll take his family to China and they'll go through the Great Wall or something else. In China. So if you can intermix the two seamlessly and not have them overlap and not have them get, um, you know, affecting one another, okay, fine. Personally, there's no way I'm going to do 80 to 90 hours a week. That's far too much. And I like to spend more, more time uh, at home just because for me, personally, that's my balance. Now, someone else who everyone should also know, Jeff Bezos, he did... Uh, well, I guess I'm not sure if he did the article with the same um, people, but I found out on the same website. Needless to say, he has a sub 40 hour work week. Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon. I think CEO and founder. I guess I'm not totally sure on that, so don't quote me because it could be wrong, but let's just go for it. Let's go with it. He said the most pivotal time of his day is his morning. He likes to quote unquote putter around in the mornings. He has breakfast, reads the paper, watches the news, sometimes get a workout in. He doesn't have his first meeting until 10 a.m. He also said that typically what he likes to do is have his last meeting, like, done with by 5. So a 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. workday, that doesn't sound too bad for someone who is, like, absurdly wealthy running this massive, massively successful company. So he's on the other end of the spectrum. You know, lower work week, you know, calm, slow, meetings at 10, last one at 5. Uh, and he did cite, quote, he specifically cited decision fatigue, along with Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg was in the same article also, noting that this is a huge factor for them. Decision fatigue is a phenomenon where decisions get harder and harder as the day goes on. So what Jeff, and then also in the article, Mark Zuckerberg uh, of Facebook tried to do is limit the number of decisions they make in a day. This sounds trivial if, you know, you don't have a lot of decisions to Anyway, but they said they get to the point so much so that they'll try to wear the same thing every day. I think what was his name? It's Tim was it Tim Cook. I should have tagged it in the article, but I didn't. Uh, so I think someone was saying that the way they try to set it up is making only a few really, really important decisions. You're just, you're, your job isn't to make a thousand decisions in a day. Your job is to make a few really great oh here it is it was jeff bezos okay 
And this is a quote directly from him out of this article from CBS. And I'm end quote Jeff Bezos. Think about it as a senior executive, what do you really get paid to do? Jeff Bezos says, as a senior executive, you get paid to make a small number of high-quality decisions. Your job is not to make thousands of decisions every day. So what he's saying is, at least what I'm pulling from that, is that if you are in a critical position at a company, the minor decisions should be made before it comes to you. If your responsibility is to make the, the you know, company direction-changing company, decisions whether that's going to be like are you going to invest here invest there and this takes you from researching one project to another that's your job your job is to make those big heavy-weighted change the outcome of the day kind of decisions so if following the decision fatigue phenomenon you get more and more fatigue and you're more likely to make poor and poor decisions or to make you know um what's the word i'm looking for guys so for example for here in america we're all Americans. We got to stay positive. We got to keep moving forward and band together. Whichever side wins, whichever side of the 50% you're on, some people will be happy. Some people won't. Either way, end of the day, Americans, and the same thing for wherever country you're listening from, at the end of the day, you are still who you were before this happened. That's it. So keep moving forward in that sense. Uh, decisions of the merit of merits to people positive forward thinking you're thinking of the future you're thinking of not just the tomorrow but the five year the 10 year and trying to set yourself the best possible plan down the road your perception it's a big deal it's going to affect your health and then also don't be just busy be focused with your time your time is precious your decisions are precious and valuable weigh those accordingly so don't just you know make a snap fly decision if it's going to really affect you, you know, dedicate 100% of your focus to a task, complete it the best way you can, move to the next task. Don't try to do small tasks and get everything done poorly. Um, decision fatigue. This one, this one might be kind of difficult for some people and easier for others. You have a limited, a finite amount of quote unquote decision making power throughout the day. So save as much as you can throughout the day for those big, heavy decisions that are going to really affect you in your life. Uh, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Like I said, I'm going to probably try to turn this into uh, a series of maybe a couple different episodes titled uh, just uh, keep moving forward or move forward or progress forward. I haven't really fully decided yet, but the goal of taking where you are and amplifying it and moving it forward every day. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. So like I said in the beginning, this is a Just Go For It podcast. I don't run ads. If you like the show, if you guys got something from the show, please uh, give me a like, give me a share, or a review. I think the reviews are weighted in uh, the, the ranking system, and it kind of moves me up and moves me around. We can get more people interested in the show. Like I can get try to get people interviews on the show. You'll make decisions that you wouldn't typically make if you you'll make you know, compromises. There we go. Compromise on a decision where you would have held stronger earlier in the day. Then what you try to do is just to make fewer decisions throughout the day so that each one you make is just as high quality as it would have been in the morning. Those morning performers. So to, to close this episode today, I think my main points were going to be even talking about the election were Americans here in America. If you're not in America, I I've heard this happens in other countries as well. Politics get kind of crazy. 
It's all slander, people lie, and it's all about money. Then in a nutshell, that's politics. Really appreciate you guys stopping and listening today. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah.